guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson, episode three in our series, The Psychological Demands of Prep. And we're going to switch over to social support. Uh, I got a suggestion right after this, Adam, is my, my daily live support chat with clients and coaches. And somebody said, hey, can you talk about assholes and, you know, like people who just don't support you during prep? And I'm like, yes, that's, that's always a big topic. Everybody loves to talk about that one. Um, and I sit on the fence both ways. You know, I have a background in social psychology and social science, and yet I'm very individualistic and, and I want to tell clients, hey, you know, pick the people who support you. That's your tribe. You know, you deserve that support. Be okay saying goodbye to other people. But there is a give and take. And you have to understand other people may not have the emotional or social maturity that you do. And maybe you'd need to be the grown up and just explain things, let them come along more slowly and ask, just say, hey, look, I really need your support in this. Like, it's really important to me. It could be a spouse, could be another family member, but it's like, you know, this is, I, it's, it's four months, five months of my life. It's super important. I've got this big goal. Can you help me with this? And a lot of times people are like, yeah, wow. Like, I'm glad you asked. And instead of that animosity socially in a relationship, all of a sudden you've literally won a great ally. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then that comes down to describing how do you want to be supported and uh, what does that mean? And, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that your spouse has to diet with you, you know, and I, I think a lot of people sometimes expect that. And uh, it, it's really hard to describe how you feel to somebody else and uh, what can trigger you in a prep as a uh, you know, a negative thing, but you really do find who your people are in this and who will truly support you. And that goes with a lot of things in life, like a move or a major life change. And uh, that just kind of goes to show you that prep really is a major life change. And I do want to touch on this. I see some people who throw their friends away because they go out and they start almost saying, well, I don't want to do that. And well, you may not want to do that now, but maybe in the future you do. Um, I do encourage people to try some of the same social activities that they used to have without maybe drinking involved and just see if they can enjoy themselves without drinking. Um, and what you may find is that your connection point with those people was drinking. And uh, that doesn't mean you need to cut them out of your life forever, but maybe on a, you know, bi-monthly basis you hang with them in the off season and you just kind of find you like different things so you know don't be afraid to explore don't completely shelter yourself um I'll be the first to admit that I kind of did that in my prep and uh my wife was really good about pushing me to go out and do normal things and I found once I did them I actually enjoyed them and uh you know, I never pushed myself to a point where uh, I ran out of food, ran out of energy or died because of low energy. So, you know, going to the mall and shopping, even though it felt, you know, difficult because I was tired, um, I, I typically did enjoy those things once I committed to do them. I couldn't agree more. And I, I tell clients the same thing all the time. The more you isolate yourself and seclude away from the normal social things you would have done, you're just going to resent the sport. You're going to, you're going to eventually hit a wall where you burn out and say, this is not worth it. 
where if you integrate those things along the way, you're not giving up as much as you might think you have to. And I told a client just last week when alcohol came up, exact same topic. And I said, you know what? Just grab a beer and carry it around. You don't even have to sip it. Just just hold it. So, you know, people think you're you're a cool kid, you know, you're you're drinking with them. You've, you know, you've got it as a shield, but you know, just still go, have fun. And mm-hmm. and it, it it does make me think I, I do this thing in a lot of social situations where I just say change the noun. If it wasn't prep, but you just couldn't go out because or you didn't want to because you had diabetes or Maybe you couldn't go out because you have a family emergency. Like, are people going to hate you because of those things? You know, d- be the person who diffuses it from a contest prep or, or physique sport or even a performance sport aspect. Because I know some people think that that's just kind of selfish. You're self-absorbed. It's all about you. You can only eat a certain way. Again, change the noun. If somebody else in your social circle had any kind of an issue, would you feel the same? Would they feel the same? And I think the answer is often no. You know, we, we give people that that leeway in, in space. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've never heard that. And that's really good advice. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your input here. Uh, guys, we're going to talk about body dysmorphia. We can't skip that one in a topic on psychological demand. So we'll see you next time in episode four in Contest Prep University.